Onyx Vale, Saints and Sinners. Hello and welcome to Onyx Vale, Saints and Sinners, a Blades in the Dark podcast brought to you by Des Moines and Dragons. Uh, so, I am your host, Tim Williams, and I'm joined around by such friends Browned. today. Browned? Browned, yes. We're off to a great start. <laughs> we you know are what? off We're going to gonna edit this out in post. We're not going to edit this out. We're, we're not. We're not <laughs> how about, I got enough to do in post. Thank you very little. Uh, yeah. We're here. We're on a new, uh, we're on a new website and everything for recording our, uh, podcast today. In fact, actually, fun fact, we can actually see each other. So... They could see how little sleep I've gotten today. I'm just kidding. I actually got a decent amount of sleep. But anyway, uh, so. And that's why he's tired. He has gone too far to the other way. Yep. Yep. I've slept too much. Now I'm tired. Uh, so what's going to happen today is I'll send it around the table, because uh, I'm joined with Chris, Andre, and Callista. And they'll talk a little bit, either adding a little bit to the world space or just some of the stuff they're working on, or some of the media that they've been watching. So, we will start with, according to the screen that I'm looking at, my diagonal, let's start with Chris. Oh, I wondered if it actually was the same. Hey. Yeah, this is, this, is, this, is, this is very interesting, ladies and gentlemen, to be able to actually see these people while we do this. Right, now you're going to watch all the hand movements I do as a DM, because like, my hands are constantly moving, they never stop. Oh, 100%. <laughs> oh, God, I've never I, even I, looked at myself during the Abner stuff. Oh, God. <laughs> Like, all of a sudden, we're going to notice that Andre's calendar, uh, camera goes out. I'm going to need a mute more. <laughs> Unless he starts <laughs> RP. It's fine. It's fine. Um, well, I've been good. Uh, the last couple of weeks for work, just been all over Iowa. Uh, been to Cherokee, Eldora, Woodward, Glenwood, Cedar Rapids, Iowa City, just all over the place. Um, as for the... What are your other questions? I forgot them already. What are you working this, on? And uh, an interesting fact about the world space of the game. Well, coming up, the high school uh, production of Rumors is going. My phone has been blowing up for my senior tech staff, uh, wondering when I'm going to come in. I'm like, you know what to do. Why aren't you going in? Uh, let's start there. Um, so getting that uh, ramping up somewhere... Uh, got some, uh, potential stuff going on with the Des Moines Young Artist Theater. Uh, so that'll be fun, uh, coming down the pike. Nothing official that I've heard, but I'm not, I, I don't know. I don't. Ooh, don't violate that NDA. Right, right. <laughs> Top secret stuff after all. And then, uh, of course, coming up in May is the May, uh, Renaissance Fair. So we'll see what happens there. A little interesting tidbit about the world. So anybody who's well-to-do has obviously uh, got their hands in some kind of merchant-based thing. Uh, So the Industrial Warehouse District, uh, a little – it's definitely a a dark dark mark on the Onyx Vale, not that it's a prim and proper shining example of uh, a moral compass that points north, is there used to be – more residential areas, but a large 10 to 25 city block radius of tenements got removed for this industrial warehouse district for the nobility to really pump more industrialization into the area. 
it used to be very low key sort of things, very you know kept to a a, a far corner. But because of the rapid growth and the modernization of the Onyx Vale, they needed more space. And what's an easy way to get space? Well, get rid of ramshackle tenements. You know, so a good boost, happy boost for the beginning of the Onyx Vale episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Well, fantastic. Thank you for that addition there. Uh,. We are going to have the next person is going to be Andre. Andre, how are you doing? Because uh, I'm not gonna lie, last episode was kind of rough for you. It sure was. was. Wasn't it though? <laughs> uh, I'm doing good. Doing pretty good. Uh, working. I just finished a show called Trafe, uh, so that was fun. Working on this random show called Eurydice. The director oh. is me. Oh uh, yeah, he is. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Um, for those listening, I'm working on it with Tim. <laughs> the director is me. I'm mad. <laughs> um, but yeah, doing that, and then I got, uh, fringe, yeah, no, I'll have fringe stuff going on in a little while, and a couple other shows and stuff coming up. Um, but other than that, um, adding to the world, um, there's been a delay in the most recent release into the Darling Little Tartlet series, uh, which is a series of romance books. Um, everyone thinks that something happened to uh, the author, so now fans are starting to go through the works and try to figure out who the author is and see if they can find them. Well, I gotta have something about that. <laughs> <laughs> what a wonderfully happy offset to mine. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, fantastic. Alrighty. Uh, yeah, no, uh, Andre is uh, being a guest artist for the high school that I work at. We're doing Eurydice. They're... Uh, we uh, are doing it in an arena setting. Students have never done a anything in an arena setting before, so they're just like very confused by the even thought of it. But uh, we finally got actually the risers and the set and the seats up, and they're like, "Oh, it's starting to make sense." And I'm like, "Yeah, trust, yeah, trust the I process." Going to happen? <laughs> just trust the process. Just man. like every rehearsal where they're like, "But where?" I'm like, D- "It's right. Just, you don't see it. I see it. It's fine. <laughs> you will. Just, you will just trust the process." Yeah. It's, yeah, it's fun. Uh, in fact, actually, one of the things is I have uh, teaching assistants, and they just got, and uh, right when, like, the cast list came out, one of my students uh, got a hold of me and was just like, hey, I have a tricycle, you want me to bring it in? And I'm like, absolutely. And they've been working on basically getting it into working order, and the kid who has to ride the tricycle for their scene in the show um, has been zipping around at, like, 40 miles an hour on the things. <laughs> They're having a lot of fun with that particular part, to the point I had to tell them to stop, because they're having too much fun. Put it away! And I'm like, I was like, I'm glad you enjoy your prop, but you need to stop now. You're enjoying it too much. (laughs) Take it back a notch. (laughs) Need you to ease it off 30% there, Super Chief. Alright, last but certainly not least, Callista. Uh, What have you been up to? Uh, a piece of media that you might have liked or read, and a fun fact about the world. Uh, well, lately I've been still trying to read The Final Strife. Just been busy with other stuff, but it's a good book, and I keep getting sucked back in every time I pick it up. Uh, and the thing about the world is that every so often you'll find a random street or alley and the um, the road is just painted a different color. 
All right, fantastic. I appreciate that. All right, so now that we got the intros out of the way, one last thing that I want to plug is I have been watching The Last of Us, and my God, do I love that show. <laughs> fun, fun fun story. No, it was good. Oh, was yes. Good. Uh, we are about halfway through Pedro Pascal owning our my owning my life for the first quarter of 2023 because <laughs> yeah, uh, monday tuesday to catch up on mandalorian because i'm three episodes behind now yeah same here uh but uh fun fact one of the classes i was teaching i was teaching a theater class this term and when it started and everything i walked into the room and a lot of my students are like big fans of the show too and everything and they're like oh i want to talk about it but they get spoilery really fast and uh, i walked in one day having been like having not watched it immediately when it came out and i just went if anybody talks and reveals anything even though i've played the game in 2013 when it came out (laughs) uh if anybody says anything and reveals any spoilers i will fail them i am not kidding (laughs) and they're like well you gotta watch it and i'm like i i'm an adult I (laughs) i have responsibilities and bills to pay so that was that was a fun little bit about it. So, uh, on that note, shall we begin? Yeah. All right. And we'll send it over to the narrator. Let's do it. Hello, narrator. Nox? Nox, I know you're there. Come on out. It's Archibon. You rang? Well, my dear friend, I need a favor. It's been a while since I've seen you at the night market. I'll try and branch out just a little bit. Good. Well, I need your very particular brand of services. <laughs> Yeah? What would that be? You remember Toby, don't you? Oh, yeah. I remember him. You're taking a little bit of a shine to him. Good kid. He was. Take a look at this box. And this note. And now you know why I need your services. Usual price. It's on the house. You are too kind, dear friend. But I must warn you. These are people unlike anything I've ever seen in the Onyx Vale. So please take this pill. If you get caught, I shudder to think what they would do to you. It's infused with silver nitrate and wolfsbane. And garlic flavored. Oh, good. You know those things taste fucking terrible. I do appreciate it. Anytime. Do be careful. Anything you can uncover is going to be very, very useful. Of course. Meet here in one week if uh, things go smoothly. Absolutely. And I'm sure I'll find out otherwise if they don't. Be seeing you, Archibon. Nox. Nox. 
Okay, so when we come back, uh, now that we come back, we kind of have this POV over the entire city. It's sunrise, and we see a title card that says, two weeks later. We see kind of an exterior POV shot of the milkmaid's jacket, and we, in an interior, we see a figure kind of like, you know, the, like the POV shots of somebody like blinking and such as they're kind of like waking up. They kind of roll over and in the doorframe, we see a person standing there. And uh, Abner, this is you waking up. And That's all right. <laughs> you see uh, the person standing in there in their new fancy prosthetic limbs that you guys were able to get from the thing. It is Vasily. And he goes, good, good. And he goes, ah, I wondered when you were going to wake up. Um, <laughs> Abner isn't, he's going to kind of rub his eyes and stretch a little and go, oh, my heavens, my head. And then he'll see Vasily and go, you're standing. Oh, how lovely. And he goes, yes. Uh, I was a little worried you weren't going to be. I did not oh, want to trade don't. places. Don't worry about me. I can stand just fine, and I'll stand up, but wobble a little bit. <laughs> and he and uh, he reaches out and he grabs and goes, "Do not, do not rush yourself. It, healing is it, it, it takes time." You oh, have... you sweet little buttercup! Don't worry about it. And he goes, and he goes, "Yes, but you did have the shit beat out of you, so I'm I worried just a little bit." And so just so the audience know. Last time, Andre, uh, I think it was you maxed out your stress, right? Yeah. Yeah, Andre maxed out his stress, so he took a trauma. Uh, and so his trauma, well, should we reveal it now, or should we just tell uh, the audience what it is? I mean, we can play with it. We can just wait and play. It's called hooking them through. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. And so what's going to happen with that particular part is, uh, as part of his XP... Uh, now, uh, Andre gets more XP if he uses his trauma to start trouble. So, keep that in mind as we continue forward today. So, uh, in the meantime, though, uh, Vasily kind of, like, stands you up and he goes... Well, before we move on, Tim, before we move on, I just had this vision of, like, Abner, like, in full punk leather with a mohawk... (laughs) With an anarchy flag. <laughs> I just wake up and I instantly look like that. What happened to me? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> just thought uh, I'd interject. Alright, and so... Uh, in the meantime, though, he goes... He goes... It is good that you're awake. Your friends have checked in on you. Adela and... Uh, you think you had another one who walked over at the theater, yes? Oh, yes, Belvedere. He's a lovely guy. And he goes, yes, they both have checked in on you. Uh, also, there's a, another issue that kind of came up. Oh. Your mother. She's in town. Uh, Abner is going to be, like, you can visibly just see like, all of the energy kind of fade out of his face. Like, his normal, like, chipper self is... It's instantly different. And, uh, he goes... 
Now, I have heard reports from some of our men that she is looking for you. Would you like to stay hidden for now? She's looking for me. I think it would be interesting if we found her before she found me. We will. I will have my men look into it and notify her every movement. And uh, once we know more, I will let you know. Oh, good. Thank you. Now, where are the others? We should get to doing something. I'm so excited to be back. And he goes, easy there, sport. You don't have to go very far, and we do have something. And in the meantime, I've sent out people to go notify the others to come this way, because, uh, well, this this is a weird one. Ooh, do tell. Ooh, over a drink. Let's go. And uh, he walks you outside and everything. And so we'll check in with somebody else on the other side of the city. So who would like to go next? Callista. <laughs> it didn't work. It didn't work. <laughs> nah, I, all right, I, I, can, I can go. All right. So uh, just like usual, like, you know, uh, since the last time, Lox has been taking it rough. He was locked inside of a room under lockdown with everything that was going on and watched uh, Hawk and Abner take everything on the chin. And, like, he, he knows Abner got messed up. And there's some other things going on where he is ready to light the city on fire. So he is uh, doing some... He's over, you know, once again at the press, the the newspaper press, uh, just making sure, you know, he's he's talked to the guards that they've assigned, uh, giving them very explicit instructions that if you need to, do not hesitate, take the action you need to to ensure the safety of this place, any means necessary. Am I clear? And you know, so that's where I think he's at right now, just at the newspaper press making sure everything is good to go trying to i think he's overseeing an upgrade mm-hmm. uh in the newspaper because this is the time we do stuff like that right yes it is yeah because i'm like oh i got a clock i should add to the clock <laughs> <laughs> so overseeing an upgrade and everything so what you'll do mm-hmm. is uh roll a d6 and that's going to determine how much progress you make on that clock okay all right, so there. you rolled a five. How many pieces of that clock is it again? Uh, eight. Eight? How many pieces yep. do you have currently filled? Two. All right, so with a five, you actually are able to get... Uh, a full clock. That's great. No! <laughs> you are Damn able it. to get uh, two more pieces filled out. Sweet. So, so I think, you know, as, as he's looking at it, they've... Uh, you know they can only do so much. They're they're a small paper, so I think he's definitely looked at volume, uh, getting the more papers out, uh, and definitely looking at trying to expand into other areas of Onyx Vale that they are not. Um, and he knows that, like that's why he's talking to the guards. Like we're gonna try to branch out because we got you know we're fighting an information war against the other factions, and this is gonna be how. We try to stay a step ahead. We've, we've got to keep spreading our paper around. So uh, thinking about volume, 
and manpower, I think, are the next two legit, like, logical things. Like, he knows, like, going forward, I, I gotta get more journalists, uh, and things of that matter, so we can up our source material and what we have access to us, but this is gonna be the next two things that make sense to him right now. Alright, so he's gonna keep working on that. And as you're currently trying to run logistics and what you want to improve on that stuff, uh, you hear somebody just kind of run in, and you see it's one of the younger new recruits of the recluse. And they run in, and they're just going, <sighs> Sir? Sir? Yes? Vasily sent me. He said uh, he needs you to return to the milkmaid's jacket. There's been a, uh... It's nothing bad, nothing bad. It's just really important, so come on by. I don't know. The fact that you're almost having a heart attack in front of me does give me pause. And he goes, oh no, I'm just... I'm just wildly out of shape. I need to stop smoking. <sighs> so you decided to sprint over here for a non-emergency? Vasily told me to get you here as soon as possible. Don't get me wrong on that. It's just... It's just... She said, hurry... Get you over here as soon as possible, but it's not like... You don't have to worry about it too much, if that makes sense. Thank you. He goes, of course. Now go sit down before you lay down and never get back up. Of course, of course. I just wanted, you know, to save some time. And uh, at the word time, you uh, kind of have a brief flashback of the fact that you spent three years in a void. Like... Right, that's three years of my life I'll never get back because I was falling for eternity yet in an instant. Yet it's just like, you know, he sees his eyes starts visibly twitching. He's just like, thank you. Now, now sit down before you don't get back up again. And so he's he has he takes a seat and everything. Is there anything else you'd like to do before you head to the milkmaid's jacket? So I think, you know, he goes over to, like, one of the guards. Watch him. Having a corpse on the paper floor is not good for business. And uh, the guard just goes, Will do, sir. So, and I think, you know, in very atypical Locke's fashion, he takes his coat, his, his, his cape, swishes it, and out the door he goes. Alrighty. In the meantime, Callista, what is Lee up to? Um, Lee's mostly been hanging low. She's How escaped is... twice now. So. Right, and... Uh... How is how is Lee feeling after everything that happened with Abner? <clears throat> um, kind of guilty because she definitely forgot to bring a gun. <laughs> um, and uh, happy that they made it out alive, but uh, really annoyed that she was put back in the slammer in the first place. Fair enough. And so, uh, where is Lee? Hiding out at. The lowest, dingiest bar she can find. Alright. Where no one will find or recognize her. Alright. So, really and truly, that's in the warehouse district. It's called the, uh... <clears throat> it's called the Rusty Anchor. <laughs> um, and you're in there, and as you kind of, like, hide out and everything, uh... <clears throat> you hear uh, you hear a voice behind you, and uh, as you walk up, and that voice says, "It goes, hey, stranger." They sit down next to you, and you notice that it has the mechanical prosthetic that is uh, belongs to Mal, 
the friendly sniper that you rescued a few episodes back. And uh, he goes, he turns turns and goes, I see you're kind of on the lam like I am. Yep. It's just, uh, just figuring out some ways to prevent this from happening again. And he goes, Have any tips? <laughs> and he goes, Well, don't piss off the cops so much. It's usually my first uh, go to. Or are you talking well, that's about a solid something else? No, possibly something else. Alright. But I have a theory it has to do with a certain friend of yours who's been bedridden for the past couple of weeks. Oh? And he goes, I've been talking with Vasily. I get very bored, and not very many people actually check that the uh, radio networks around the city still have a few CB operators, if you know what I'm saying. I do. And he goes, <clears throat> your friend Vasily is quite a chatterbox, actually. <clears throat> then again. Really? Then again. He's one of the few people who still know that the CV oper- operator code still exists. Him and myself, that is. <clears throat> so. And what's he saying? Well, that's the reason why I'm here. He needs you to come back. He hasn't seen you for a couple of weeks, and there's something that's come in that uh, he thinks you and the whole crew should look at. Not to mention, Abner's up and walking again. Figured you want to see that for yourself. Yeah, I want to see him. All right, is it the monk's maid's jacket? Do you are you want? Are you coming with? Go, sure, why not? Might as well. I've been kind of acting as a scout for uh, the recluse anyway, as of late. Oh, has it has it been an all right time for you? Yeah, Do no. you like the work? It's not too bad. You know me, I used to be an assassin, so this is kind of a downgrade, but, you know, brush yourself off and work to back up to where you were again. Yeah. New organization, new rank, I get it. Yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> and uh, so he goes, so, shall we head out? Let's go. So he stands up, you leave, and a few minutes later, we see Archibon and Lee uh, uh, basically arrive at the Milkmaid's Jacket at the same time. <laughs> and, Do I see them when they walk in? And so, yeah, and so they come to I the think, door. I think, I think before that... Oh, Lee, did you have some terribly out-of-shape messenger try to run to tell you that there's something that might be important but not an emergency, but definitely acted like it was an emergency to get you back here? Lee's going to just look at him and go, "Mm, no, I had Mal. Oh, a much better way to deliver a message. All right, shall we? And Mal just goes... And just kind of does like the two finger salutes and then just walks off. <laughs> and I think, you know, Locks just does the like, you know, the, the head nod. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we go. All right. So you walk in the door, and what is Abner doing when they walk in? Uh, 
I think <laughs> he's trying to convince Facili to have an, another uh, drink with him. Oh, come now, please, one more. Let's do another. Tess, come. And uh, you, uh, you both hear Vasily just going like, "No, no, we need to be sober for this. If we are not sober for this, it will not imply the importance of this particular notice that we've gotten." No, oh, come on. Uh, and, oh, all right, all right, fine, fine. One more, fine. We can do one more. One more. Oh, one good. More. We'll take one more, and then he's going to spin around. Oh, breadloaf, lemon tart, you're here. Well, you seem up about and bright-eyed and bushy-tailed as ever. Why wouldn't I? I had a brush with death and survived. Obviously, I'm immortal now. <laughs> I think, uh, as you, you know, Locks has a moment of, right, and he looks behind him and he sees, here's a question. I'm going to roll a d10, mm-hmm. and I'm going to see how many empty bottles are behind Abner on the bar. I'll allow it. Just... <laughs> Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right, so they both... Have, well, here's the thing. It's not that... So you rolled an eight. Uh, it's not that Abner has drank eight. He's drank four, and then Vasily has had the other four. So, so you, you've had quite the morning already, gentlemen, I see. And well, he goes... Yes, we have to get started soon. And he goes... Vasily goes, well, he is very, very, very convincing. I'm good at that. You know that. And you, uh, that's a word for it, hi. And you, Vasily, uh, you seem very, very convinced. And he goes, I might have had a few too many. Uh, It is good you're all here. I have something for you all. Something that you should all see. He takes out, he reaches into his uh, coat and produces a letter. And one of the things you guys notice as he, he before he even set it, sets it down, is it has the official stamp of the Onyx Vale government on it. And he slides it towards you guys. This wouldn't possibly be them giving us some kind of grant to build a house or anything? And he goes, no, the, the color of the seal is a different color for that. Of course not. Right. I think, you know... Uh- Blocks grabs Lee's it. gonna try it. to stanch it up. All right. Well, it looks like we're just gonna roll a d six and who? Yeah, let's <laughs> each roll a d six and let's see who's faster at it. Yeah. Uh, okay. No, this is way more fun. When they also when they're both rolling or uh, reaching for it, I'm gonna make it look like I'm reaching for it, but uh, I'm gonna grab my drink instead. <laughs> Oh, I guess I got what I wanted. It's <laughs> like, oh, there we go. Oh, no. You got it. Oh, rough. All right. All right, let's see. Because I have the scenario in so, my head how this plays out if I lose. <laughs> Archimon rolled a four. Uh, Lee, we just need your roll. Oh, all right. Details. I'll be honest, kind of misheard you. <laughs> it's fine, because I, like, oh, well, I, I could see, like, you know, Locks in a very usual sort of way. You know, he's reaching for it, you know, to, and then in comes Hawk, just whap. Never mind. I didn't want to know yet anyway. I, I kind of, because uh, Lee rolled a six, 
And uh, I kind of view it as kind of like uh, you kind of go for it, but you you just see like a hand go smack on the table and just drag it away. <laughs> he's you know he's got his hand just out in front of him like, all right, fine, fine, and he pulls it away. All right. What's and funny with a, with a video going on right now? I'm like, you can't see this <laughs> audience. I gotta describe what's going I'm still, on. I'm still, I'm still, yeah, we're still acting for each other. <laughs> right. Right. Oh uh, yeah, that's a great thing about you guys are. This part. I can't see any of you. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, that's the great thing about all of this is they get to see how many hand motions I actually do while I'm DMing, <laughs> as he just does. Uh, and so uh, you open up the seal, and it says uh, at the front of it, it says, "Dear leaders of the Recluse Gang." You have been cordially invited to a leadership summit at the governor's, the newly elected governor's mansion for Governor Bordeaux. Please send your highest ranking members as we have dis- we are wanting to discuss the potential future of the city. Yours truly, Governor Bordeaux. Lee slams it on the table and says, this is a death trap. This is obviously a trap. We're all aware that this is a trap, yes. Well, of course. A death trap. They want to kill us. Wipe out the leadership all at once. Naturally. Naturally. Vasily goes, did you read the back? Now, who writes on the back She's going to take it off the table. (laughs) And so, as you flip it over and read the back, it says, Failure P- to P.S. <laughs> it says, it says, P.S. Failure to attend this gala will have the Onyx Vale PD at your doorstep. Attending this gala, they kind of may have misplaced who's enemy of the state currently. They're already at our doorstep. I don't know that that's necessarily enough of a driving force, but to have them there more so is a kind of a headache I'd like to avoid. And if they burn it down, we don't get free drinks. Vasily, you do have a backup in case of uh, a nightmare scenario, do you not? And he goes, yes, I do, actually. Uh, there's a place, you know that uh, there's one place in Lee Township it was kind of a fish shack. Uh, they said that uh, they want to open a sports bar and grill. That was very interesting, and I thought, why not? But, uh, you know, Bribble, right, we absolutely uh, cannot. We must go. I, all right, fine. But Vasily, can you breathe that direction? I'm, I'm worried with all these open candles, you're going to set it aflame. And he goes, of course, of course. But uh, there is one thing also that you forgot. I am mm-hmm. been asked to attend to. Oh. So who, who is asked? Who who is who has been asked to attend? And did, go, did they give an itemized list of people? Or did, I, I know in the letter it just said highest ranking, but... And it says, he said, he specifically gave it to me, and then requested the three of you by name. Interesting. Fine. By name? I just got out, and they want me back so quickly? Okay. I don't like being this popular. 
Let I say, go. you sound flattered there, Hawk. You should be lemon tart. They know your name. Yeah. Oh, you'll be the famous. The dread in your voice is ever so palpable. Understandably so, of course. And uh, he goes, there was another thing that the courier said. Uh, we are not to bring weapons. Well, that's no, obviously, Absolutely we're not. going to bring weapons. We but, have to know. bring weapons. <laughs> oh, naturally, of course we are. Come now. No, but I should mention that I would expect that they're going to check that we have weapons, so we should probably think ahead on that. True, true. Do we not have a very talented weaponsmith at our disposal? We do! Indeed, we, we do. do. Are you alright, Vasily? Those four seem to hit you very hard. And he goes, I am a bit of a lightweight. I'm going to eat a Truly. sandwich now. Tess, can I have a sandwich? <laughs> Is that good? You need some salt and grease, I feel. <laughs> can you add a coffee to that too, Tess? Thank you. Yeah, did we make coffee? Good. Oh, good. <laughs> And uh, Vasily goes, that is one of the upgrades, actually. We got coffee and we got the ice cream dispenser. I will is have both. Is it working? And I've he heard goes, things. And he goes, no, unfortunately, it is not working. Very have to clean it. <laughs> and nobody wants to, but I digress. Because you have, there's, a, there's a big dent in the side of it, and you have to sometimes like smack it to get it to work. Oh, percussive maintenance, I understand. <laughs> Alright, and so what this particular part is, the only mission that you guys currently have is the uh, the, the gala at the governor's uh, mansion. So you guys will have to be dressed up fancy, but uh, you guys can still determine exactly uh, what this one is going to be. Now, this is going to be uh, yeah, you can determine what type of thing this is going to be, but somebody has to go in and do the social face aspects, and they're expecting all three of you to be there. Right. I'm kind of thinking, you know, looking at uh, Abner, uh, I think he's, you know, they're going to look like it's another high society date, I'm afraid. I, I, know. I, I can get some fine clothes and stuff. Oh, I know. I was hoping that you would deliver Oh, absolutely. See, there it is. Look how happy and chipper he is, knowing that you get to doll Lee up in whatever you can find. We get to get dressed up again. Oh, I know exactly where we'll go. Well, I already have my formals. If they're expecting a Westchester, I must but we be But we should those. match. Well, let's go together. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And uh, what is Lee's response to all this? Uh... She's too busy thinking about uh, where she's going to hide the weapons. <laughs> I, th I think you look, you, know, you look over at Locke. She's got that, like, fine. Yeah, eye twitching. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fine. So here's what we're going to do is we're going to have you guys kind of pick uh, the type of heist this is going to be, though it's not really going to be a heist. It's more, it's more, it's more a social aspect to this one. Yeah. The score. That's a better word for this. Let's talk about the Let's score. use game terminology. There we go. And so, basically, there's six different plans, as you all know. There's assault, deception, stealth, occult, social, and transport. Assault and a pepper. Well, obviously, assault might be 
might be rough going in guns blazing on the right. uh, governor's mansion. Right. <laughs> I, I'm thinking this is going to need to be a social. Straight up and down. You know. Just to see. Be prepared. But just to see. Yeah, um, I think Ab- Abner's probably going to second that. Although, walking in guns blazing sounds real good. And, uh, so you're all in agreement for social? I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright, so that is where we're going to end part one. When we come back, we'll go over item loadout and start the score. Alright, so we are back, and it is time for the score, which you guys have all decided to pay a social visit to Governor Bordeaux. So, before we get started, uh, I'm going to have you guys tell me what your item loadouts are going to be. Uh, who'd like to go first? So only because I've been milling it over and I see uh, Audrey like, no, 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 not, not me, not me. Um, I never for- remember to do this. <laughs> so uh, I've been thinking it over. So I think he's going to take, you know, in, in the loadout, there's the stuff that's in uh, italics. Mm-hmm. And I love that I have access to a trained hunting pet. I'm going to put a pin in that. I would like to s- somehow RP getting one. We'll talk more about that in a bit. Yeah, so I think... Yeah, he's going to be ready for anything. He was considering, you know, as this as he's walking to wherever we're getting our outfits, what have you, uh, what he's going to bring. He thought about a fine cover identity. He wanted didn't want to come in as Archibald Westchester, but I've been called out by name, so here I go. <laughs> so I think you know he's going to take his spirit bane charm okay. because you never know what kind of shenanigans are going on there. Uh, he's going to take. His vial of slumber essence, and he's got his concealed palm pistol uh, for things that he's going to have. So I think I am definitely leaning toward a light uh, loadout, and he's going to take with him subterfuge supplies uh, of of some kind, Um, a set of tinkering tools. And a fine bottle of whiskey. You know, because when you go to somebody's house, it's great to bring something over for the potluck. Of course. All right, who'd like to go next? I, I try to go as slow as I could, Andre. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're good. I, uh... Calista, are you ready? If not, I can probably go. He's really hoping you're ready. <laughs> no, I am ready. Uh, good. But it has to ties in with my costume. So I was wondering what you had in mind for us to go looking together. Can we can we RP that? Yeah. Like, like tie the loadout into RP. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> and so Abner, hold on, I have hold on, an hold idea. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. Andre, do you have costume specs pulled up on your computer right now? 
No, uh, no. <laughs> I only feel like you're lying to me a little bit. So I, be- I believe you. I'm like, does he got some kind of like ball gown pulled up? Like, where do the weapons go in the ball gown? <laughs> no, but I actually have ideas about that. Um, Perfect. Not necessarily about a ball gown hidden, although they would have had. You probably would have had pockets. Like, like, no, however. <laughs> yeah, I, I think RP, the rest of this loadout thing, makes a lot of sense. And so, Abner, where do we go for uh, dress wear? We are going to visit um, <laughs> Abner's best friend, Adela, which also is fun because Adela hasn't seen me up and running in a couple weeks. And so, uh, you walk in, and we see you kind of just walk in, kind of lay against, like, lean against the doorframe and everything, and she has you, as you see her just kind of, like, knitting and sewing something, and she looks up, and she just goes, Oh my god, Amna, Amna, you're awake! And she kind of rushes over to you and kind of, like, gives you a hug and everything. Um, I'm gonna hug her back, and I'll just go, Oh, darling, of course I am! Oh, you sweet little tartlet! Oh, I'm absolutely fine. I, uh, as I was telling my friends here, you've met them both before. Um, I brushed death. I survived. I'm immortal. That is obviously clear. And she looks to you two and just goes like, "Um, anywho, we'll we are here because, <laughs> as per usual, we need we need outfits. We're supposed to be going to a gala this evening, and it would be absolutely helpful if we could match. And she goes, this evening? Yes. And she goes, I better get my fabric she is. And uh, uh, she grabs those, and uh, yeah, so tell me what else happens uh, to get everybody into their matching outfits. Um, so we're gonna kind of, she's, Abner can help, uh, yeah, yeah, Abner can help, he's probably, he's definitely done a little bit of sewing in his day, um, at least kind of stitching some pockets in some, in some places to try to hide and conceal some of the stuff that we're carrying, uh. Are you gonna, is Abner gonna add some kind of, like, I don't know, I don't, what's the word I'm looking for, embroidery, you know, on something, like, I, I could see him, like, like, oh, uh, let me see your cape. Like, you're not touching this fine cape. What are you going to do to it, Abner? <laughs> I simply just want to stitch on a little patch just right about here. All right, and I, I can kind of see uh, Archibald looking at Abner and be like, no, 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 this is a fine Westchester cape. What are you doing? It's fine. Just let me tack on this tiny, tiny little, uh, it's just a little bread loaf. That way, if something happens uh, to you, I'll know that this belongs to you and th- what? You are going to put a bread loaf upon my expensive family cape. Just a small one. Oh, my. And, you know, I think he looks down like it's already too late. Uh, uh, like, if anything, th- this little, like, defiance was a formality at the most. I'll do it. I'll do it, like, on the inside lining so no one can see it from the outside. That way, like, if something were to happen to him, I can find him. Good. Bread loaf clothing. <laughs> I've branded you. <laughs> um, I think I still yeah I still need to go through the rest of my yeah it, so yeah. Tell, tell me what you're taking with you um so since we're getting dressed up do I need to bring fine clothes and jewelry no I could say you're just wearing fine clothes yeah. I mean it doesn't cost me anything I'm just just wondering I mean, that's fair. it's up to you if you want to say like you spill a fancy spaghetti on yourself then you have something to change into 
No, I have that covered. I have a fine disguise, er, disguise kit. Um, Which is just I'm gonna... tied to Gopins, what I've always pictured. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try in like the breast pocket of my um, of my jacket to hide um, some trance powder. Okay. And I'm gonna follow uh, Lox's tr- um, lead and also bring a spirit bane charm because I don't trust anything that's going down right now. Alrighty. Um, and so. Hold on, I get one more thing, because two of those are italic, so they don't count. Um, I'm also, just just to continue keeping the the good times rolling, I'm bringing documents. <laughs> it worked once, damn it. It'll work I feel safer with them. <laughs> if there's any cars, we are ready. We're good. Alright. Uh, Lee, how is your... How is Lee going to be dressed up for this? Lee is going to be wearing high heels, uh, very high heels, at least for the time, and um, a dress. Now, dresses are uh, in a fashion that they are very tight, uh, like corset at the top, and then flare out on the bottom for evening gowns. Can I offer a suggestion? Yes. So, okay, this is going to expose a little bit of a nerdy brain of me. So, um, there were a thing in Victorian era where you could have these pair of pants, but, like, they would open up and look like, it would just look like you're wearing a normal skirt, but you could roll back this little bit and boom, you're wearing pants. And I think those would be super helpful for you, because then you can actually move your legs better. Hmm. Could I have that going on underneath? And then possibly be able to shed the outer layer. It's literally like just a little panel that you would just like cl- button back. Costume design theory one hundred and one, right? So, so you would be it. it would be on the outside, and you would literally just button it back, and boom, you're wearing pants. So the big voluminous skirt's still a thing. Kinda. Hmm. Uh, More the illusion of it, and you're wearing enough. almost like flared pants no I do want something more voluminous that way I can um, have pockets and put stuff in them that's legit and then uh, also have slits on the side so that I could reach in to get um, some of the knives strapped to my thighs yeah I'm gonna have throwing knives four on the corset area sort of like hidden by a piece of fabric, but if you, like, peel it back a little bit, um, you'd be able to pull it out. And then uh, two on, uh, one on each uh, thigh, and then in the, um, in the really high heels, they're going to be stilettos. And I do mean that as both a stiletto heel and a stiletto knife. Alrighty, fantastic. Um, so yeah, uh, and I always assumed when we're doing our loadouts that we just take the spirit bane charm with us. I, I feel like <laughs> Lee would never take it off. Uh, given this is my emotional. first time using it. <laughs> I I always assumed I had it because um, she got it the same time that she got Jack. So ah. I, I assume that they're just always with her. Um, so 
so yeah, I've got those two things and then um, a light load of uh, those two blades in the in the shoes, those six throwing knives, and then in the pockets, I'm going to put burglary gear. All right. And no guns this time? Where am I going to put it? <laughs> Quick pause. I'm going to uh... put it, Tim. <laughs> Wait, actually, <laughs> I don't want to interject. <laughs> I don't want to completely change my load, but I do remember when we were talking to the weapons guy on the train that I was like holding my cane and I was like, could you put a gun in this? Yeah, and we never started that project. Dang it. Ah, <laughs> oh, I want it. I want a gun cane. <laughs> Gonna have to start uh, that project in the next downtime. I want that and a whip cane. I want all the canes. What I'm trying to say is, I want to be a cane connoisseur. I want every okay, cane. Fine, I will bring a gun. <laughs> All six blades will be in the corset. Two guns, one on each hip. The tw- I mean, right. a, a pistol, just a pistol. All right, fantastic. All right, and Archibald, did you get yours already? You did your first, right? I did mine first. Yeah. Yeah, I got the fi- fine bottle of whiskey, spirit bane charm, vial of slumber essence, concealed palm pistol, subterfuge supplies. Uh, specifically, um, one of the things they mentioned is a reversible cloak and hat. Mm-hmm. So I think that. And then uh, Tinkerer's Tools uh, is the next thing that I think makes sense. Alrighty. So after you guys get all that done, uh, for this particular one, we're actually, I'm going to play a little fast and loose with the rules here. Uh, Usually what we would do is we do an engagement roll to see how you guys are going to do, but this one's going to be a little bit different about this one. So I'm going to skip that particular rule. And uh, we skip ahead to the night of the night of the, of the uh, gala and you guys, an actual, uh, carriage comes and picks you up for this. And um, as you guys get in the carriage and everything, uh, do you, do any of you talk about anything that happens while you're in the carriage? Well, if this should go sideways, as we have want to do, are we prepared? I believe that we're more than prepared, Breadloaf. Honestly, if it were me, I'd take us out in the carriage. Good. Hawk, you have a firearm? I've got two. Oh, good. Good. Uh, should I have brought a weapon? I, <laughs> I have other need- trinkets, and I'm going to hold the trans powder in the documents. <laughs> uh, well, I think you're more than he- more heavily armed than the rest of us, to be honest with you. Um, oh, you know, looking at that document dossier, uh, then I, you know, I look at him. He flashes back. He thinks about the cane. The cane makes him think of the uh, time vortex. He, you didn't, you didn't replace your sword cane, did you? No, Breadloaf. I don't have the cane with me. Are you all right? I, uh, it's, it's, it's fine. It's, Anyway, well, Should I go get here. the cane? I can go get the cane. Can we turn around, please? <laughs> and, uh, 
And they go, sorry, sir, we're running behind on time. We have to head to the uh we have to head to the mansion. No, no, it's 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 fine. It's 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 fine. Let's let's carry on. I think we're prepared. Alrighty. And so eventually you guys kind of ride the rest of the way, kind of relative silence and everything. And finally, you guys get to the mansion and you notice there's a whole bunch of other carriages arriving too. And as uh, as Abner, you look out and everything, you actually see, uh, you see the first group that gets out in front of you looks like the leadership to the uh, Boiler Brothers. Oh, good. Our old friend, the Boiler Brothers, are here. There Wait. are two. There are currently two cars ahead of you. At least the diminished leadership of the Boiler Brothers. You did send some of them to prison after the uh, train heist. Yeah. So, um, so, it, so it goes. No, isn't isn't that odd? Hmm. Why are we all called here? I think uh, they did say all the leadership. I don't think that just means the well-to-dos either. I think we should be extra prepared. I think they're trying to wipe out all the gangs. I think you might be right. But, you know, there is not to go down fighting, eh? Oh, sure. Ooh, maybe they'll have lovely drinks. Don't you think so, Lemon Tart? She's just going to sigh and go, I'm sure they will. I'm not taking any. Oh, I'll drink for you. It'll be fun. I I love that we have had these names long enough. We now understand the difference between the two. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Once once they kind of settled in, I was like, yep, no, that's it. That's it. That's that's who you are. (laughs) Fantastic. All right. So as you guys, the then the carriage in front of you gets out, and you notice that these are the members of the South Street Automatons, and they enter, and then you guys also enter. As you walk up to the steps of the mansion, hold on. Uh, Who is the Nigels with? I always forget. I was. I was just trying to look that up. I think he's with the South Street because we, when we went in, when you went in and like pardoned a whole bunch of people, he was yeah, one he of the was one guys of the that three. was yeah. He was one of the guys that was like, "Hey, can we go get him?" Because I said I was going to get him out. Right, because we talked. We went over there to like interrogate somebody and managed to convince them so well that they became like a preacher and gave up crime. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that part. So, I'm... Aha! In my notes, there it is. Nigel, South Street Automation. Do we see Nigel in the South Streets? Uh, now, you don't really see Nigel in the South Streets in this one. Guessing, uh... I think, you know... I think uh, Archibald notices, Abner, isn't Nigel part of the leadership of the South Side Automation? Oh, he is such a lovely strawberry jam. Um... Oh, I don't I see him, though. Neither I. Curious that he wouldn't show up. This well, very wise. Tra- Truly, that might be why he's not here. Hmm. Do do anybody, do anyone in the Southside Automation notice us? And if they do, do they know us? And so as you guys are walking up, uh, one of them turns to you. And you remember the old lady from the South Street Automation and everything? Uh, yes, yes, that was Nigel's mom. Yeah, and she goes, Oh, it's you! 
how has the recluse been? No, oh, I forgot well. she's loud. <laughs> she's, she, I think, you know, as she's coming over, like, Archibon talks outside of his mouth. Oh, incredibly so. My ears are ringing already. Milady, it's good to see you. It's good to see you. We are doing well. How do how are things going on the south side? And she goes, oh, they're going well. They're going well. I've heard you've tweaked the nose of the Boiler Brothers. In fact, Anna, it's good to see you walking amongst the living. Oh, of course I would walk amongst the living. I can't die, darling. Well, aren't we? Someone's got a pep in their step. No, no, I've people attempted to kill me. I didn't die. But I didn't die. Breadloaf, she doesn't understand. Uh, She's just happy to be here. Uh, Milady, we were curious. uh, Where's your son this fine evening? And she goes, oh, did you not hear about him? He, uh, he's actually at the convent school. Oh? Yes, you've all had a very good talk with him about it, and he decided to try something new. And I said, well, I mean, it's fair, you were my top enforcer, but I understand if that's what you want to do. Well, well, you know, we have that effect. Uh, we, we seem to have, uh, really affected that one person, um... And they gave up, and I'm glad Nigel found a new way of going through things. That's that's wonderful. Uh, but Milady, and I think Archibon gets close to her ear, do be careful. I am worried, and I should hate that some ill will befalls you. And she goes, and she goes, oh, you Westchesters, as to you are the same. I have a bad feeling about this. Uh, it's good and, to know that we are she, in company. And, she, and as she, before she walks in, she goes, Mind your exits. And uh, she walks into the mansion. As you do so, she noticed that every person so far has come in has walked through some form of security and having their contraband taken off them. I think you know, he leans back to like kind of the other one. It's just like, oh, absolutely, my lady. And he turns to the other two. Evidently, the exits have something awry with them. Do be ready. Oh, but of course. So, is it our turn to go inside? I hope it they have a bus. It is your guys' turn. I hope but they have remember, a bus. Remember, they've been doing security checkpoints and taking any and all contraband. Okay, we don't have any, so it's fine. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's oh. Oh, righty. And so, contraband means weapons, by the way. Yeah, we don't yeah. have any. Yeah, we're, we're aware. <laughs> All we right. And so, uh, let me ask you this. Uh, if you have actual stuff on you that's, like, weapon-wise, fuck! <laughs> 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 uh, somebody can do an assist, like, a group-led prowl, which means that they will take the stress, and everybody gets to roll with a bonus dice, and they take the highest number. So, uh, here's a question. Oh, so is that... To Huh? Detection? Am I trying to avoid detection? Or yeah, otherwise you're going to lose all of your any weapons that you might have. So can all? How so... can they find the ones in the dress? Crude. That's why I said uh... <laughs> they're doing like search searches. Uh, yep. Still, uh, they would have to lay their hands in Crude. some not so savory places in order to find Crude. those. Crude. 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 <laughs> Crude. I tell you. 
right. So I'm just curious. So uh, can we assist with this group-led prowl? Yes. And so okay. what's going to happen is somebody can give a bonus dice as well. Um, Good, because okay, I plan to know. help at least twice. Because I have something called Foresight, where two times oh. per score, you can assist a teammate without pain stress. But the catch is, i got to tell you how I prepared for it. Sure, I do prepare for it. So, are we going up to the first one? Yep. So, I think, um, you know, they, they roll up to it. And, well, I guess, do we want to roll first and then? Here's what I'm confused about. Is do we? Oh, never mind. I, I've talked myself <laughs> into it. So, I think as he's going on, like, he's noticed, you know, this first one, guy above, guy below. Uh, you know, to the left and right, one of them has this weird electromagnetic wand-looking thing that kind of looks like a Tesla coil. Uh, but it, it, he's noticed like I don't know, maybe some other street gang that he doesn't recognize. Uh, one of the toughs they brought in with it would be like, "Hey, hey, you can't take that from me." Uh, and, and one of the guards is like, "Sir, brass knuckles count as contraband. Now you can hand them over or kindly be on your way." So I think he's, you know taking a note of how involved that they're getting. And I think uh, as he takes stuff uh, out of his tinkering tool pack, he's got some strips of wire that he comes up to Hawk and, you know, there's kind of like this almost a belt sort of thing. Uh, I imagine this sort of like, decorative fringe and he's going to start like attaching this metal wire to it. And as he does that, you know, he kind of like puts his hand on Hawk's shoulder back. Hawk, don't move. Just in case that detector catches anything, you've got metal wire attached to your gown. Hopefully that'll help. So that's how he helps get through that. She's going to lean forward and go, I've got a second coil of wire if you need it. Uh, I think, uh, who knows, we've got more security checks. So I think they palm that off. He puts that back in his uh, tinkerer's tools and slips that into a pocket. Alrighty. And so this is going to be a finesse roll. Are we dripping in it? Is, I hope so. It's going to be a risky standard. Who's doing it? Am I doing it? Let's say I have yeah. Yeah, one point in finesse. Okay, yeah, I'll do it. Oh, I didn't see All it. right, so that's a six and a five. And Spectacular. So you guys get through no issues, and you manage to keep everything that you brought in with you. Good. Woo! I think uh, uh, Archibon, uh, you know, once again grabs Hawk's shoulder. Hold on, I need that wire back, just in case. You never know, and it's a wire we needed. Okay. And so uh, while... Everything's going on. Uh, you guys enter what looks like kind of a study, but it's more like a study ballroom. Like at the very at the corners of the room, there's bookcases and such, but in the very center is a big table that's like in a circle that at least what looks like sixteen to twenty people can sit around. And there are people, and they're obviously all the gangs have taken their corners. You see the Grease Monkeys, you see the Boiler Brothers, you see the Steam Sisters, you see the Clockwork Union, the Mechanical Turks, and the South Street Automation as well as the coal brigade. And so, uh, 
they are just hanging around in their different parts. Are you gonna? Are you guys wanting to try and talk to any of them? So I think as we go in, Archibald sees you know Lady Nigel, that I'm going to call her, uh, with the South Street automation. Is she, is she talking to anybody? Uh, she is currently talking with a actually in a member of the, the coal brigade that you guys have never met. This is a you see uh, this lady. She's kind of sits there. She has a very close pulled back hair and everything. Uh, you identify her as Geraldine Baptiste. Geraldine um, Baptiste. And uh, she is definitely uh, she's very interested. She's, it looks like she's been longtime friends with uh, the South Street automation. Good. So I think uh, as I turn to the other two, this might be an interesting opportunity to make friends. Uh, I am going to go talk with Lady Nigel of the South Street Automation, and perhaps we'll make a new friend as he kind of like uses his head to gesture over to the two of them talking. I encourage that you do the same. You may join me or flit about the room as you see fit. And I think he heads over to talk to Lady Nigel. Enjoy your flitting bread loaf. I think I will make friends at the bar. Where's the highest point in the room? Because that's where I'm going to be looking around at the exits and the entrances. So the highest point in the room is the second floor. However, security is actually all over the second floor. And it looks like nobody from downstairs is on the second floor currently. Are we allowed on the staircases towards the second floor? Uh, you definitely see guards at the end of the staircases either. And so as you walk up to them, they go and they say, nobody's allowed on the staircases. This is where uh, Governor Bordeaux is coming from. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, is there another staircase I can sit down on? Or something i'm just trying to get out of the way and they go back room back stairs should take you should be a back set of stairs you can sit on okay thank you and i head over there all right and so you head to the back there's a kind of like what looks like a back hallway that leads outside as well and so uh you kind of sit and you kind of sit down but you do notice there is one guard uh at the top at the door that would lead to the uh, hall, the uh, balcony on the second floor. That would be in the room where everybody else is. Okay. Um, well, I don't actually need to sit down. I just wanted to find a vantage point. Um, mm-hmm. So I just poke my head around and then like keep observing the room from the shadows the best I can. All right. And so uh, Abner, mm-hmm. you're going to the bar. And as you go to the bar, you sit there, and you hear a voice goes, Well, 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 look at this cheeky prick. Almost dies, and then shows up as if nothing happens. And you turn, and you see Joel Corning, the leader of the uh, Boiler Brothers. Oh, Joel... My sweet little sourdough, how are you? And he goes, never better. Honestly, I'm really surprised you're walking two weeks after all that. And why should you be surprised? Obviously, nothing can happen to me. And he goes, "Uh uh-huh. Should something happen to you? 
do you want something to happen to me? Ooh, we should have this over a drink. Uh, a bartender, please, if we could each have a drink. And, uh, and he goes, you be keeping an eye out there, Abner. Just know an enemy of the Boiler Brothers doesn't last long. Is that right? And how acquainted are you with the governor? Is he an enemy as well? Remains to be seen. So you know nothing of why you're here. Interesting. Yeah, tell me what you know. Oh, my sweet, darling strawberry. I I can't share what the governor has shared with me, with you. And he kind of just, like, sighs and turns around and walks off. In the meantime, let's check in with uh, Archimon. So I think, you know, he comes up and he has to stop. He's like, I'm in mission mode right now. The ringing has just stopped in my ears. But we're here to maybe a little bit of silver lining. So the more friends, the better. And I think he comes up and he goes, Oh, Lady Nigel, it's so good to see you yet again. And you got inside no problem, I see. Oh, Mr. Westchester, it's so good to see you. I'm here speaking. I think, you know, as, as she, like, initially responds, you kind of, if you were to watch Archibon, there's the tiniest discernible, like, flinch in his eye, like, <laughs> And from across the room at the bar, like, Abner will put his hand to his ear, like, oh, yep, there she goes again. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, she goes, I was just talking oh, with, yes. uh, with this fine lady here. Her name is, uh, the, from the Call Brigade. Her name's Geraldine Baptiste. Madam Baptiste, please. This is Archibald Westchester. And uh, as she turns to you, she just goes, of the Westchester family? Yes. Didn't think you were the type to be involved in this kind of things. But then again, it makes the... uh, whole attack on that train. Makes sense. Do you go on? And so, uh, she goes, well, I mean, you were there talking with Keenan Buxton, were you not? Oh, absolutely. He's a good, dear friend of the family. My father's known him for years. Well, I'm sure a friend of that has really helped the recluse with their uh, prospects in defense of uh, everything, right? I mean, it's good to know people in high places. Too true. Too true indeed. And I'm a firm believer that friends are always wonderful to come by instead of enemies in this cold, dark part of the world. And she goes... You sound like a paranoid person, Archibon. Do you know something? Paranoid, no. Prepared, yes. I always know that somebody somewhere is always going to have a knife in the back, and to have somebody covering your six is always nice to have, is it not? So you're a soldier. I did my time. It's always the requirement of the noble youths to take up military service give them a sense of purpose and direction. 
Yeah, that's how most, buy, most buy their way out and then send a poor person to do it instead. Well, that was something that never actually sat well with me, which is why you probably see me here. Fair enough. What do you and know? I think depends. What would you like to know? And I think, uh, well, there's one thing I do know, and he kind of like reaches into his, his uh, overcoat, is that the drinks that they're serving are terrible, and he pulls out a very fine bottle of whiskey. I think we might enjoy this better to discuss what I might know and what you might want to know. Fair enough. And so, uh, in the meantime, though, just as you pour the drinks and everything, you hear the sounds of a soft clapping as uh, you see an old, balding man appear at the top of the stairs, and he goes, Ladies and gentlemen and other fellow reprobates, Governor Bordeaux will be with you shortly. He asks that you all sit amongst the table, for he will begin his presentation post-hence. I think uh, Barker might not help himself. I hope he's got visual aids. I'd just disconnect if he doesn't. That's absolutely rude to call us reprobates. Yeah, I think you know, he looks up as, uh, is it fair to say Abner and Lee are making the way over to sit by where Arkaban is? Yep. Along yeah. with Vasily, th- who's been here the whole time and I just forgot about it. <laughs> I think like, I mean, it's fair, but is it off the mark? And I said, Vasily, you seem, that coffee seems to have really helped you out, good sir. And he goes, yes. He goes, yes, I've been here this whole time. Ships. <laughs> Sorry, good boy. Sorry. <laughs> All righty. Do we really think it's a good idea to sit here? No, but it sometimes might be good to play along. Besides, I kind of, is it fair to say that security's kind of closed in just a little bit? Mm-hmm. So I think, um, and, and I think Jester with his eyes, he's like, besides, they might have something to say about it if we don't play along for now. Do Tim, do we have like is this like a sign seating or are we just kind of It's a sign seating and so every group is sitting with their group, so there's no intermingling. Are they round um, tables? It is it is one big round table. Oh. Who are we next to? You are currently next to uh you are currently next to South Street Automation. Ah, good. On both, wait, on both here, sides? Here, here's how it goes from left to right. Uh, give me one second so I can pull that up. So on one side is, so you guys are on the far left side. Next to you is South Street Automation, followed by the Clockwork Union, the Steam Sisters, uh, the Boiler Brothers, the Grease Monkeys, um, the Mechanical Turks, and then the Coal Brigade. So we're in between South Street and the Colt Brigade. Mm, kind of. If kind of. Is, is, are we in a, a full circle or like a half circle? Well, you're kind of in like a 330 degree circle because the last part is empty. Uh, Got you. Okay, so there's no one on the side. Got it. And so as you sit down and everything, uh, you notice the lights kind of dim. And a spotlight comes in on the stairs where you see a man walking down and goes, Ah, the true working class of uh, 
The Onyx Veil is right here amongst us, ladies and gentlemen, and those who go in between. As you see, you are the people that I wanted to meet with. Truly, some of you even helped me get elected. Now, I'm sure you have a bunch of questions, and I'm sure some of you are even wondering why you're in the same goddamn room as a person who wants to put you behind bars. And uh, just as one of the people from, like, uh, the Grease Monkeys raised their hands, uh, he goes, no, 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 we will get to that. We will get to that in a moment. But you see, I have a lot to tell you about. And it's very important that you hear everything I have to say. So, I want to tell you about one of my biggest benefactors in my plans for the city. So, let's start with the plans for the city. Now, you all know I love the Onyx Vale. I think it's one, it's a very beautiful city, but one could say it's shown its age. And I, you see, I have met with a decent friend of mine who has more or less shown me the way, so to speak. In fact, she's here this evening. You can come on out. And uh, you see a door open from the side and you see what looks like a robed individual walking and they have a hood up. And as they walk towards the table, towards around the table where Governor Bordeaux is, they turn and you see them remove their hood. And Abner, you recognize this it. immediately as your mother. Yep. I... <sighs> well, shit. Welcome to the parental trauma simulator that is Blades in the Dark right now. <laughs> and so, and she goes, this, and what is your mother's name? Uh, <laughs> not to say, she never had a first name. I hated her. Um, uh, her name is uh, Willow. Willow Lumen. And she goes, and so Governor Bordeaux goes, this is Willow Newman. She is the founder and current leader of the Church of the Cleansing Flood. I am instantly going to stand up and go, oh, you must be joking. This... I'm sorry. L everyone, in case you haven't known, my name is Abner Lumen, and this here is my darling, festering, rotting piece of crap that is my mother. I think Abner immediately feels something in the, in the middle of his back, an immediate tug, like, sit down. <laughs> I don't want to sit. You, you have spoken your piece. Listen. Listen. I, I'll sit. I'm not. And, and I think I think as he sits, he pulls out the whiskey bottle and goes, yeah. I don't want it now. Fine. Takes it back, puts it back in his coat. And I'll sit down. Mm. I'm visibly upset. And so Governor Bordeaux sees this and goes, well, well, well. I knew tonight was going to get spicy, but I didn't know it would get that spicy. Well, as I was saying... How many of you knew the actual true purpose of the Church of the Cleansing Flood? 
in his studies of paranormal time vortex, would Archibald have run across that? Not really. They're not. They're not of. A, they're not of an arcanic nature. Okay. Um, I uh, Abner will say one more thing. He's not going to stand up, but he's going to say one more thing. Get on with it. What kind of uh, web has my mother spun for you? And he goes. Well, you see, the Church of the Cleansing Flood believes that the Dead Sea on the other side of the dam is going to, uh, when the dam is removed, so to speak, cleanses those who are left, and those who are truly righteous shall then henceforth take Onyx Vale into a new age. And you know what? I agree with him. And that's why I brought you here all tonight. As an opportunity to get you in on the ground floor. You see, after the flood happens, I'm guaranteeing you a spot of safety. I had a place to watch the fireworks go off. So, I will give you three minutes to discuss what you are going to do. Abner's going to look around and just burst out laughing. I'm terribly sorry. Is this real? Is this... Are we truly here now, doing this? And so, as he does that and everything, uh, uh, Governor Bordeaux looks and goes, So, I take it the recluse are saying no. I think, looking at... Uh, Abner and looking at Lee with this kind of look of like, are we? Lee looks thoroughly confused and kind of disinterested by this religious nonsense. You know, and and hearing Abner and hearing Lee is going to stand up. You're but all mortals. Your ability to understand the occult and arcane that's behind that sea, you have no means of controlling it, and I will have no part of whatever foolishness that you think might cleanse a world. Many have tried to cleanse by their own accord. Never once has it worked out, nor so will it be with this one. We are saying no. Honestly, you you charming muffin harlot. Did you really think you could get away with this? And you notice that she turns and she kind of whispers something into Governor Bordeaux's uh, ear. And then she turns and walks away without saying another word. Um, Governor Bordeaux goes, all right, well, we have somebody who said no. We'll get to them in a moment. For those of you who say yes, please. 
speak now or forever hold your peace. Governor, as my mother has just left and we have resigned from this, I would like to speak to her. I have not seen her in ages. I would like to give her a hug. And uh, as he does that, he goes, I'm afraid not, son. I need you in here for this part, too. Oh, I'm sure you don't need me for the entirety of it. As you do, as you say that, you notice there's a red dot kind of just appearing on your chest. Governor. And he goes, Think truly. If my mother... I will put you down. I am, you are correct. However, if I could speak to my mother, I'm sure I could be swayed to your side. And he goes, No, you will. But only after I finish my next piece. It's a mighty rude to interrupt the speaker, isn't it? At this point, Lee's going to uh, kind of grab him and shove him down while also looking towards where that red light might be coming from. I'll sit down. I'm not, I'm still very, like, I'm shaking at this. Abner is shaking <laughs> at this point. It's like, beyond the record, I don't want to. I'm just, I'm real mad. <laughs> In case anyone hasn't noticed, in in game, not in real life, in game, I hate my mother. In real (laughs) life, I love my mother. (laughs) All right. And so you see the other groups kind of turn and talk with each other for a bit. And the first persons that you notice that are obviously going to say immediate yes is the Boiler Brothers. Oh, what have you to gain from this? And he goes, Your death. And yours. And he goes, If I'm in a safe space, I don't have to die. Besides, you have control of the police and the military, don't you? Last I saw, one of us got beaten halfway to death and came back. I have a better chance of surviving than you, idiots. And, uh... Governor Bordeaux goes, yes, I do have the military, and I do have uh, certain other things that can be useful in the situation. But uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is, are you with me? And you have chances, and he says, to, says over to the recluse again, he goes, you have chances to actually make it out of this. And then you see, one by one, the Cockroach Brigade, the Steam Sisters, and the Mechanical Turks all say uh, yes as well. And eventually, the Grease Monkeys, South Street Automation, the Coal Brigade say no. And uh, Governor Bordeaux stands up and he goes, well... Well, that is much too bad. I was hoping that we would actually be able to come to some sort of agreement here. But you see, you're all loose ends. And, uh, well, unfortunately, there's been an attempt on the governor's life tonight. And before he does that, you hear a gunshot ring out, and he kind of gets, uh, he... Uh, the force of the bullet knocks him back and he kind of slides across the floor and immediately you see the guards from everywhere else kind of raise their guns, move up to like move up on him and he goes and as he sits up, kind of shot and everything and goes, for those of you who said yes 
kill the loose ends and a thousand coin to those who kill them. And uh, immediately you see all the other groups kind of stand up, uh, cracking knuckles and everything as he gets dragged out of the room. So here's something that mm-hmm. would you accept a flashback sure. to make it happen? Sure. So after he sat down, he took out the fine bottle of whiskey and he's next to the tablecloth. He has a cutting element in his tinkering tools. He has cut part of the tablecloth off and he stuffed it into the whiskey bottle. And he's got the palm pistol out. He is ready to shoot and ignite the rag and toss it. All right. And so as you kind of like step back and kind of like are ready to go with that and everything, you see uh, you see uh, the other groups are starting to like basically war with each other over that mm-hmm. stuff and everything. And Governor Bordeaux goes, you hear him kind of like as he's going up the stairs, he goes, go on, light the place on fire. It makes thing, everything look more convincing. I think, you know, with Archibon right there, he's like, it's going to be me and that motherfucker, so help me. Because he's right. Bastard. And so, uh, as you do this, you notice uh, Joel Corning has already kind of like hopped the table, has pulled out kind of like a blade, and is starting to try and advance to uh, uh, to Abner. And fortunately, somebody from the uh, Cola Brigade, not Geraldine, but somebody else entirely, has kind of gotten up to try and stop him. And you notice he's immediately kind of like grabbed both of their hands, just stabbed him three times in the gut. I think, uh, turn, turn around to everybody, I suggest we make our escape. There's no point in fighting it out here. And uh, and you see Vasily go, yes! I agree! And uh, he kind of cracks his knuckles and you see him kind of just stand up and somebody kind of like tries to say, take a swing at him. He kind of duck, ducks back, grabs her head and just slams it against the table. We should make our escape! And uh, you notice one of the doors... Uh, there's two sets of doors, and you guys are in the center of the room, and basically think one is at the north side, and one is at the west side. Well, that back staircase of where I was at before, where's that in the room? That's the north side. Which is yeah, more opposite to of where we are? No, you guys are in the center of the room. Yeah. So it's equidistant yeah, to everywhere. Yeah, we can get the yeah. both sides. Ugh. So yeah, I, I, feel, I try to get everybody to follow me to the north side. Done. I think, you know, Archibald's trying to, like, usher Geraldine and Lady Nigel up. Be like, all right, lead on. Suggestions would be welcome. I suggest we kill that bitch of a mother that I have. Sorry. Oh, Ooh, language. Oh. Oh, in due time, son, we have plenty that we're going to leave skewered on a fence pike if I have anything to say about it. But let's oh, get out of here first. Fun. Oh, I haven't and, tried skewers before. As and we're so, walking, uh, we take out one of her uh, throwing knives and shove it in Abner's hand just so he has something to defend himself with. Okay, fantastic. And so uh, uh, across the room, as you guys, because basically what it is, it's about it's going to take about two movements to get over to that side of the room. Uh, as you guys are kind of like moving and everything, you see one guy kind of pull out a 
Uh, one guy is kind of pulling out a gun. He's going to be aiming it, and uh, you guys have one action, uh, and he's going to try and aim it at you guys. Uh, you guys have one action to see if you want to take him down or just try and take cover. I shoot him. All right, do me a favor. That or documents. Documents! Lee, do me a favor. Roll me a hunt. Desperate. Great. If we don't post something about this before the show releases, I'm going to be really upset. <laughs> All right, that's a five and a one. So we see immediately uh, Lee kind of just like pulls it out, pulls out a gun, and you just hear a dang as uh, the guy gets hit in the shoulder and kind of reels back from it. And uh, you see Vasily kind of keep going and goes, it looks like this is no longer a fist fight. And uh, he pulls out what looks like a double barrel shotgun. I'll take the lead. Follow me. And uh, he starts walking towards the north door. So you guys are just about at the door. Uh, you see Vasily kind of kick the door open. And as you do so, uh, he takes a step into the hall. He looks left. And just as he looks right and goes, should be clear, you hear a gunshot. And uh, you see it hit Vasily right through this center mass as he gets kind of like knocked off his feet and onto the ground. I immediately try to shoot the shooter wherever I can see him. And I want to go check on Vasily. And so uh, as you, as he gets knocked down to the ground and everything, uh, do me a favor, uh, Lee hunt again, desperate great. All right. That's a five and a six money. And so we see Lee kind of just come out and just like kind of uh, hit the area with suppressing fire, but uh, it doesn't actually hit the person. They're able to stay within a decent amount of cover because he didn't have a good shot at him to begin at the this person to begin with. And eventually, Lee, you just do not hear anybody else coming from that point on, and you don't hear. And it sounds like they got. And basically, what happened was is they got away more or less. But you were able to keep further gunfire from happening at that point. Okay. And so, uh, Abner, you, uh, so Abner, do you just like literally run out there while Lee is shooting? Uh, how uh, is it? It would be in front of Lee, wouldn't it? Yes. No, I'll. I'll... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, yeah, yeah. That's what I would do. That's. What and so I would we do see now. Abner just kind of run out there and kind of like uh, slide on his knees towards. Uh, uh, Vasily, and you look down at his wounds and everything, and you realize that he took literally a shotgun blast center mast. Uh, is there any way I can try to tourniquet or just like stop the push pressure? I mean, the... I mean he kind of blew out his stomach. <laughs> I think like Archibon runs by, tells the two to run, comes back. You know, he was in the military, he's seen service. <sighs> And so Vasily at this point is kind of just like, he's still weakly looking up and he just goes, don't let them burn down what we have made. I think Archibald grabs him. Never. There must be something we can do, Breadloaf. Something we can do. He's missing his entire middle. Uh, and while they're arguing blood you're... magic, something. While they're arguing, Lee's gonna um, gonna crouch down and say, "Do you want a quick end?" And uh, you know, all he does is he kind of just closes his eyes, and that's kind of enough for you to know that's a yes. 
Okay. I take one Do of it. my blades and slit his throat. No, lemon tart, don't! That's what he would have wanted. Let's go. He would have just bled out on the ground. Come! In the meantime, you see Lady Nigel and Geraldine has actually made it out of the out the front doors of this place at this point. Uh, is is Bordeaux like over a balcony watching us run? Uh, at least not that you can see at the moment. Because I kind of feel like somewhere he knows that he's looking at him and he's going to look back with this look of you and me, motherfucker. You and me. I swear on everything that I am. I haven't lost my accent. I'm so pissed off at you right now. <laughs> Alrighty. And so, yes, I do my evil DM chuckle. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Uh, and so uh, you guys make it to the front door and everything. And now uh, you do notice that there's like a decent amount of cars around the building and everything. Not the carriage that you guys took, but these are definitely other gangs cars. You can try and hotwire one and get out, but you still have to try and get out. Is there so the other two they've gone off wherever they're they're taken care of, yeah? Yes, they're taken care of at the moment. It's just you three need to get out. So is there a car that's like not piled up or stuck? And he goes, There is a car that's not stuck. There are towards the edges, but you will still have to try and hotwire it to get it to work. <laughs> Abner, you wanna try your uh, fancy car driving like last time? If you can hotwire it, I can drive it. I'll do what I can. Um, at the same time, um, on this, I would assume there's like a muffler. Mm-hmm. Can I put my trance powder in there just in case somebody comes out and then we get it fired up? It'll <laughs> it'll hit them. I'll blow it out the ex- <laughs> blow it out the exhaust pipe. I love it. <laughs> I'll allow it. So here's a question. So I think you know he. Archibon dives underneath, he pulls the console down, and uh, in his tinkering tools, an -hmm. assortment of detailed mechanists work. What does that mean? So, really and truly, I think tinkering would be the way to go with this one, and you can use that to add a bonus dice to this. Which is great, because I have nothing. Alright, go for it. Alright, so... Uh, Hawk, do you want to assist, or are you currently providing cover fire if anybody comes out? No, I'm providing cover fire. What do you have to roll? Tinkering. And this is going to be desperate great. I definitely shouldn't help you. With a bonus dice. (laughs) Desperate great with one bonus dice. Yep. Here we go. Nah. And so you hear the car just go, you kind of hear that. That was a bonus dice? There was only one. He had no skills in it, so it would have taken oh, right. two and taken okay. the lowest. Yep. Never mind. Yeah. And so uh, you try it, but it still doesn't turn over. Lee, you see I'll, about I'll, you see two of uh, you see two of the uh, Clockwork Brigade come out and they start firing at you. I fired back. Roll another hunt, uh, desperate great. all right that's another six and so we see just uh lee kind of just like uh wait for a lull and then just kind of like pop out and immediately we see uh just one of the head just goes pop after uh she shoots one of them in the head 
Um, and so, how, uh, how close to the cars are they? Yeah, how close to the cars are they? So, really and truly, these guys are at the front doors. You guys are at the very back, trying to take the closest the car that's closest to the road. And so, really, truly, they would take them about three turns to get to you guys. And as right now, there's only one guy there. Okay, I'm gonna wait to do what I want to do. On the inside, though, you were hearing like the sounds of like gunfire and constant, and you you do hear somebody get thrown out the window, uh, and eventually you do see a fire start to form in the inside of the mansion. I think you know after you hear this kind of ah fuck, uh, he pops out and sees the fire. Morons! He gets back to trying to hotwire the car. All right, try another tinker. Same same type of rule. Yep. Desperate. Great. Bonus die. Submit. Nah, still not working. Same result. So we, just, so we get basically, you rolled a two again, and so basically we just hear the thing go again and still nothing. Uh, have you tried looking to see if it's in any of the glove boxes or anything else at all? So I think, you know, he has that moment of like, come on, he's going to look for the key. All right. Uh, do me a favor. Uh, roll me a study. Studi. Desperate great? Yep. Great. And no bonus day. Four. Uh, after a while, you actually are able to look through it and you find the key and everything and realize and take like a stress or two from that because we're just being like, why didn't I check that first? Right, like you, she's like you dumb like he's he's having that point like he's lost his cool you know everything has gone fucking backwards tonight and he's like you fucking idiot come on and so uh you start the car and uh lee you hear the car roar to life uh however you see about three more guys coming out you are one turn away from getting to the car to get into it uh abner and uh abner and archibon you are currently in the car though can I see how many people are at the doorway? Currently four. Yeah. I I can see, but I can like see them. Yes. Um, I'm gonna turn to uh Locks and go. Bread loaf, whiskey, now. Done. Um, and so I assume he'll light it for me. So I, think I will say uh, that happened anyway. <laughs> so yeah, I see as he uh, is like, bread loaf, whiskey now. is like, fine, hold it out. And then you see the palm pistol come out and you just, Poof! and it lights the rag at the end. And I'm going to lob it at the, the dude's door. All right, do me a favor. That's going to be a hunt. Uh, um, desperate, great. <laughs> Should it? What if it was a sway? <laughs> What if I'm trying to convince the whiskey bottle to leave my hand in an art that makes sense? I am trying to convince the fates to make this whiskey hit. You know what? Fuck it. I'll allow it. <laughs> yes! Uh, I, am manip- I am manipulating fate. Desperate, Desperate great. great. Okay. Yep. I, I like... Wait uh, better. Better. Five, three, four, five. And so uh, we see that th- uh, it go through the air. And during that time, actually, uh, Abner, you kind of see the face of what looks like. You see what looks like you kind of get this flash for a brief second. And in that flash, you see what looks like a woman wearing all black, but with a veil in front of her. And then that flash leaves. 
as you see those what looks like the uh, Molotov going in the wrong way suddenly arc and land right in front of the door. Close enough. And catching the four of those guys on fire. Uh, Lee, you're able to stand up and get to the car with no issue as you guys are able to drive away. Get your documents ready. I don't know what's coming next. Well, I don't trust anything that's happening. Also, uh, my mother. Next. Her. Oh, absolutely. And so as you guys are driving away, you say all this stuff, but you guys are actually... You look back consistently to see if anybody's following you, but realize at this point nobody has. All right. We're heading to the milkmaid's jacket. Get everybody rounded up. We are going to position B. I can only hope that somebody knows where that's at. Or there's something left that Vasily wrote down. Wait a second. We should ditch the car a few blocks away. Solid plan. All right. And we will cover that stuff in the downtime. (laughs) Oh. I want my mother dead. Because we we have now finished with the uh, we have finished the score. score. So, all right. <laughs> A fun session by all. So we are back. A lot of stuff has happened. A lot of tempers are high. Uh, so let's talk a little bit. Let's go through all the mechanics and such. And so basically what happened after that, uh, the recluse are now definitively enemy number one. Uh, you guys have a four-star wanted level. That means if you run across any cops, they are told to, instead of bring you in, shoot it's you on sight. Uh, it's on sight. All right. And so... Uh, and... You are also at war with the Boiler Brothers. Fuck them. As well as uh, the mechanical war with everyone. The mechanical Turks, the Steam Sisters, and the Clockwork Brigade. Fuck them by the transit property. You've not heard (laughs) from the Grease Monkeys, the South Street Automation, or the Coal Brigade. Safe to say they're not going to be willing to openly help us. Right. Go on. So, uh, because you guys are at war, you will only get, during your downtime, one activity that you can do. So, who would like to start with their first downtime activity? So, can we have uh, options of what we could do? Because I feel like. Yeah, what can, what can we do during a wartime downtime? So during a wartime, basically, mm-hmm. if you guys are uh, in... So basically, what happens during that time... Uh, so basically, what happens is more or less... You can do everything that you used to do, but you can only do it as a lesser because you're always on constantly on alert from, like, am I going to... Are we going to... Uh, getting the shit more or less. Mm-hmm. 
So you can still do everything that you used to do. It's just you can only do it once instead of having two options. Hmm. Okay. Because I feel like, you know, for Archibon, just because it came into my head, he is definitely in the throes of getting the Milkmaid's Jacket primary stuff moved out of the building that everybody knows it's in. Mm -hmm. And moving it to there. Because I'm going to guess that Archibon, through either deductive reasoning or whatever, he finds the necessary documentation that shows where this is. Yep. Uh, Cause I feel like Vasily's the kind of guy, like in the event of my death, yep. here, here's and, this, that, and the other thing. Yep. And you do find that. And basically what it is, is actually there is a dock, uh, a port basically at the end of the city that uh, he kept for a rainy day. And that is where you guys new lair is going to be. So I think as he looks at it, like, you know, and it, he hears his voice and said like, I kept this for a rainy day. Like, well, dear friend, it is definitely downpoured. And then I think he looks at, uh, you know, Elon, one of the hands, get everything rounded up, get everybody together, get everything moved out. No questions. Go here. He, no- he nods and he starts moving everything over there. And uh, is that going to be your activity for this one? It has to be. We got we to gotta move. Okay. What is Abner doing? Um... Can can mine technically take? Oh, you know what? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of alight it. So, um, I'll I'll help with the move, obviously, but um, I'm not happy. I I'm going Abner's going to view um Facili's death as a direct thing his mother did. Like he's still very heated about seeing her again. The fact that she's paired up with the governor, like she's back in another seat of power where he's kind of flashing back to, this is how my family fell. It was because of you. You did this. Um, and so he'll, he'll kind of help with the move. But once we, once we get things kind of moved over, he's, he's hitting the bottle hard. All right. So here's the thing. In this particular one, it has. To I can pick one, one of those two things. Yes. <laughs> then, uh, rather than help with the move, I'm just going to hit the bottle hard. Like he's right. still, he's so he needs to not associate with life right now. Roll me in advice. the worst way. I got two. All right, and I think. Oh, that's not good. So, what? <laughs> uh, remember, overindulgence. Did I overindulge? You had zero stress. That's an overindulgence? Yeah. When you go below zero stress, it's an overindulgence. Uh, Having done it three times in this show, yes. (laughs) And so (laughs) what happens in that particular one is... uh, What's the what's the consequence? Because I can I can give you some stuff of what that looks like for Abner. Sure. Yeah. Let's go. I want to hear some of your ideas. Um, I think what that means for Abner is like he thinks he's gonna have like he's gonna have a couple drinks. He he's still at the milkmaids. Like people mm-hmm. are moving stuff out, but he's like, you know what? Don't worry about this inventory. I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of it. And he he ends up down in like at least half a shelf, and he's mm-hmm. not. He's looking rough. 
All right, and we'll cover what happens with the rest of that uh, next time. Man conscious uh, again. We'll cover that. In like- uh, <laughs> uh, and Lee, what do you do? Um, I start to like help a little bit with the move just to get to know the area a little bit and then go over to um, find the guy that we helped get out of prison, uh, Mr. Kempt. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And then um, I want to recruit him to gather a, like a small crew of his own that can be like sort of a perimeter watch for us in our new home. Sure. And so uh, he is going, uh, that is going to be your thing. He goes and he goes and does that. So, all right. Anything else uh, for the good of the cause? Otherwise, I have one last thing at the end of it. So not much mechanically we can do, to be honest with you. All right. Do you, do you want me to officially tell the audience what my uh, trauma was? Yeah, sure. Let's do that. <laughs> um, so my trauma was reckless, uh, which is why Abner kind of spoke up way more than he normally like yeah he's a really chatty person but he would have in a normal situation without reckless he would have been like no get me to her and i'm gonna kill her mm-hmm. but this time he was just like nope nope i'm we're not doing this and he, he was he was a lot louder also he does 100 percent believe he's uh immortal now fantastic all right and so as we ended off for this morning uh, Archibon, you are at the newspaper agency, and uh, as you enter, you see a newsboy enter, and it doesn't look like Toby that you're used to. And as you do so, he kind of comes up to you and he goes, Uh, Mr. Westchester, yes, I, uh, I'm a friend of Toby's, and uh, what? Well, what? I was, I was told to give you this, and he puts a box on the table for you. I open the box. As you open the box, you find that it's the new pair of shoes that you bought Toby last. And Is there... yeah. Is there anything else in there? There's a note in there that says. Consider this a warning. I think Harkabon closes the box, puts it under his arm, doesn't look at the uh, the new one, takes two coins out of his pocket, gives it to the kid that delivered. Yeah. Be careful, son. And he puts his cape on, and he walks out. But if he had a Molotov in his hand, he'd find the first Boiler Brother and light them in flame in the middle of the fucking street. Yay! (laughs) Alrighty. And on that chipper ending. (laughs) On that chipper ending, uh, that was uh, Des Moines and Dragons, Onyx Vale, Saints and Sinners. Uh, I am Tim Williams. I'm joined with by Chris, Andre, and Callista. Uh, we're going to go around the table one more time, just to uh, have a little bit of <laughs> end on a high note. Uh, 
plug some of the stuff you're doing, some of the media you're watching, and yeah, uh, let's start with Callista. I'm watching The Mandalorian every week. Fantastic. All right, Andre, how about you? Uh, not watching anything, but I just started reading a Final Goal Support Group. Pretty good book so far, but my phone reset, so I have to try to get my library cards back. But still, good book so far. All right. And Chris, how about you? Well, uh, just working on some stuff coming up in April for the high school I work at. And uh, I just finished Last of Us, and then I need to catch up on Mandalorian. I owe Pedro Pascal that much. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> well, that has been us uh, this episode. Uh, well, the next episode is going to come out sometime in May because this one's due out in April. So we will see you all then. For now, cast, join me in saying goodbye. 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 Bye. <laughs> it's always bad. <laughs> <laughs>